0: Welcome to this week's self-love podcast, Quickie. A little bit excited about this topic. For those of you who have been following me for a while, you'll know that one of the biggest steps towards loving oneself, to really appreciating oneself and to understanding oneself is the topic of self-awareness. Now, Renee England says that self-awareness is the ability to look within through reflection and insight. It's an inside job. You know, many things can pull us away from loving ourselves. Life can suck. Things can get really heavy, hard, challenging. And many times we can feel like maybe we're in a bit of a negative space or things aren't going our way or we don't feel at our best. And have you noticed that those days, those moments, it seems to just accumulate you know, you can handle spilling a glass of milk, but if it's the tenth thing that's gone wrong, spilling a glass of milk can become the thing that actually breaks the straw or the straw that breaks the camel's back. And you can feel like the world is completely against you. But what is it that has us missing the meaning of presence, to be mindful, to be really understanding of our own self-awareness and when things happen? But when life and time passes us by and we feel harassed by the demands of family work or spilling milk, we may feel that we're constantly making mistakes or having things go wrong. What happens in that is that we're never present in the moment and there's never just enough time to do everything we should. We get confused more than we are clear. We're rushed, stressed, anxious, and maybe even feelings of depression are sneaking in. We feel convinced that we're totally alone in a busy world. But we could be surrounded by 100 people and yet still feel completely disconnected. We can beat ourselves up for not being enough for those we love. We're irritable, withdrawn, apathetic, and can't figure out why self-sabotage follows so closely behind everything we attempt to get it right. I understand this. I truly believe there's a high price to pay for being absent from doing the best we can to live the life we've created. I hear people asking all the time, well, what's the alternative? Well, imagine knowing your own mind behaviors and how it feels to truly be you. Imagine what it would like to be to master the inner conversation so that above all, you are kind to yourself first and foremost. Imagine having the tools to be able to stay connected to you no matter what the outside circumstances were presenting you with. And imagine knowing that the moment you do become aware of your thoughts, actions and behaviors, you're back to the real core meaning of self-love. If you've been stuck in the opposite to love, you're in the throes of challenge and struggles, then you may be in the painful cycle of being absent from yourself, and you may be wondering how you'll ever feel happiness or love again. You may even recognize yourself in any of the scenarios I've just mentioned. So to get on top of this, I believe there's five key steps of self-awareness and how you can spend more time and flow and less time and flight or fright. What I love about this journey is that self-awareness is the very first step into getting back into the feelings of self-love. This is why I wrote my book, The Art of Self-Love. And if I am really honest, I truly believe the first step back, no matter what's going on, no matter how hard or challenging life is, self-awareness is what makes you really focus back into the meaning of self-love. Believe it or not, the minute you acknowledge your behavior and become aware of what you're doing, you're automatically back into the power of self-love. It's that easy. The minute you notice you're not yourself, you're feeling down, judging or beating up on yourself or using more negative language, you are ready because it's when you notice that you're self-reflecting, that you're back into the powerful web of self-love. It's that simple. Awareness is the opening, the beginning, the start of healing. To say that I'm inspired by someone who gets knocked down and gets up and on with their life is an understatement. I've seen many amazing people demonstrate their ability to get up again in formidable ways, and it all starts with self-awareness. To arrest their own ego and bring awareness to the way they handle life's events, there seems to be vital steps that they take. And so I'm going to share with you what I believe By becoming the observer in your life and the roles and the things that you do, when you can look at yourself and watch the way you're doing things, you then become way more aware and then capable of change should you need to. Here are some things that I believe will support you in your own self-inquiry and awareness. Number one, be aware of how you behave in all situations. Take this on, observe yourself for the next week. Bring attention to your thoughts, beliefs, and habits. Create a relationship with yourself by listening to everything you say to yourself and how you respond in certain situations and experiences. Watch how your habits may limit the choices you have as life unfolds moment by moment. There's no need to do anything about these observations initially. It's enough just to have the awareness. Number two, write down your reactions, behaviors, and actions. If, you, if needed, think what it is that you could do better. Once you've observed yourself for at least a week, take notice of you and journal your thoughts, beliefs, habits, and behaviors. Keep your phone or notebook close to you so that you can jot down what you observe about yourself. This is something I've done for me over many years, and this is how I've become way more aware of my own beliefs, my behaviors, my sabotaging thoughts, and the things that really cripple me. You can reflect on what other outcomes could have been achieved if you'd been more selective, conscious and aware of yourself. Start noting the kind of outcomes you'd prefer and then work backward to the thoughts, beliefs and behaviours that you'll need to develop a new outcome in your life. Remember though, it's important to understand that the life you've created right here, right now is a result of you and that who you've been up until now. Now that might be hard to understand at first But no matter what's going on in your life, you are the common denominator. In the areas that you're not satisfied with, the only way to affect change is to determine what you could have done or preferred to experience in terms of the outcome first, and then build the new version of you in that area. You can do this through working through who we are being while we're doing what we're doing. Remember, our thoughts, beliefs, actions, behaviors, and inner dialogue are the keys to creating change, and I'm just here to invite you to spend more time in that self-reflection and observation, and then invest your energy into recreation. Number three, check in with your beliefs and perceptions. I mean, do they really benefit you? Do you waste energy judging yourself and others? Are you expecting the world to be a certain way, and when it does not meet your expectations, do you spiral into resentment, negative self-talk, or exhaustion? That incredible lump of grey matter between your two ears make it where all of our beliefs and perceptions lay. They're not necessarily true, right, or real, but when we relate to them like they are, we're forced to judge the rightness or wrongness of ourselves and the world around us. Now, I'm not suggesting that you give up everything you believe in, because I know that's not possible, but I am encouraging you to ask, does this perception or belief work for me? And then feel how you feel when you act on those beliefs or perceptions. Does it leave you feeling happy and energized, or does it leave you feeling negative, heavy or tired? You see, your inner world is completely determined by what and how you speak to yourself, When you swap your attention to focus on how you feel inside rather than reacting to what is happening outside, you can make new decisions and choices that will not only bring you greater self-awareness, but greater self-love. By putting in the effort here, you put yourself back in the driver's seat of your life. And life has a funny way of sending you challenges and opportunities in order to continue growing. Have you noticed that? But it's how you choose to behave in life that determines the outcomes you attract. Step four, invest in a great exercise regime that demands your attention. This is something that has got me through so many downs throughout my life. Choose to participate in activities like running, walking, yoga, swimming, but do it on a regular basis. Doesn't have to be strenuous, that's not the objective. The reason I recommend this sort of exercise is because most physical activities require your mindfulness, Psychologists say that we spend up to 90% of our day on autopilot. When this happens, we're effectively not present in the here and now of our lives. When we live this way, it's difficult to be self-aware because we become so distracted with regrets, memories of the past or anticipation and anxiety for the future. When the mind is so busy with chatter and noise, have you noticed that you forget to stop and breathe in your surroundings, feel the wind on your skin? Enjoy the juicy crunch of an apple, or you lose yourself in the laughter of a child. Well, by giving yourself physical activities to do daily, you give yourself the opportunity to go into a mindful state and support more self awareness at the same time. This mindfulness opportunity brings your focus back to your body, mind, and spirit, rather than what's going on around you and outside of you. A great tip after completing physical activity, any sort of exercise, is to take at least five minutes to breathe slowly and meditate, or just take mindful breaths, stillness. This can be challenging, I know, for some of you, and there have been many times in my life that has been so hectic, the thought of stopping and sitting still even for a minute has caused me more frustration and anxiety than peace. I get that it's not always easy, but I have learned that making the time to quieten the mind after moving the body brings more benefits that you can only understand once you've done the practice. I'm a huge fan of Transcendental Meditation. I've been doing it for many years. And whilst my schedule is busy and doesn't always allow me to do the full 20 minutes morning and night, I do try to do something to soothe my mind. Some of my favorite things are guided meditations by people like Dr. Joe Dispenza or Dr. Michelle Nielsen, or my podcast co-host from Up For A Chat, beautiful Karen Smith. Or I'll spend a few minutes practicing being mindful. It could be just watching the warm flame dancing beneath my candle or paying close attention to anything I'm cutting up for a beautiful meal. Restorative breathing using an aromatic tissue has also been an incredible tool for me. You can take control of your life and your mind instead of allowing your ego to run the show. But regardless of any frustration or resistance that you might have with meditation, all I'm saying is to keep trying. Telling your ego mind that you're in control and yet you'll create the life you want to live is just by practicing being still and mindful. Self-love is your birthright, so it's important that you claim it. And this truly does start with self-awareness and your willingness to look inside, quiet in the mind and body and pay attention to how it feels to truly be you. Step five is to create a rituals kit. This will remind you to bring your attention and awareness back to yourself as opposed to what's happening outside of you. Remember you're working on creating change in your life, and it's going to take a bit of effort on your behalf to do things a little differently. Participating in consistent rituals will ensure that these changes take place deep inside of you and that they'll happen more quickly and more effectively and last more permanently. My favorite rituals always involve essential oils and include things like the body boost ritual or lighting my diffuser or using an aroma mist or simply just taking an aromatic tissue with me wherever I go. You know, there's many things that I talk about in my book, The Art of Self-Love, like, you know, carrying an essential oil tissue like lavender patchouli or a small journal and pen that you carry with you. You could create a daily gratitude ritual. And I always know that a bottle of lavender does wonders for me. I carry one with me in my handbag and have it in the car. Each of my rooms here, whether my children are home or not, or I have guests, always has a bottle of lavender next to their bed. I know that my diffuser is a wonderful self-care ritual. Having a picture of a feather or a feather beside my bed is something to remind me to be more gentle with myself. Positive affirmations work wonders. A lavender-filled eye pack is another beautiful ritual. You know, I love to set a timer on my phone. It's called my four S's. Every hour on the hour, my phone does like a Tibetan, a Tibetan bowl ring, and it reminds me to do my four S's, stand, stretch, spritz, smile. It just brings me back into that beautiful present moment here and now. I also recommend that you get up 20 minutes earlier to fit in your meditation or create a ritual around your meals so that you bring yourself back to you. You can have a beautiful bunch of flowers on the table or put a drop of essential oil like lemon or rosemary onto the placemat so when the hot table, sorry, the hot plate hits the table, you will know that it will release the aroma beneath it. I love playing relaxation music during meals. I, this helps to promote you to think about the sounds around you. You might take a moment to say grace before you eat. You might even do the ritual that I've always done with my children when they were still at home was that champion challenge night. And we would all take turns at our champion moment of the day. And if any of us had a challenge, we had the floor space to share that challenge. And only when we asked someone else in the room or everyone else for support to fix that challenge, did we actually get the feedback. Sometimes, as you'll know, it's just releasing or venting that is the most powerful part of releasing a challenge. Look, I know there's plenty of rituals that you could create, but in support of your self-discovery journey, I want you to know that meditation, hypnosis, those sorts of things are really powerful and beautiful ways of coming home to yourself. I love the fact that I can download these meditations onto my phone. I also have a beautiful meditation. If you go to 28.com forward slash self-love meditation, that is the meditation that I urge you to download from my book, The Art of Self-Love. I really hope that this has helped you this week to become very conscious of your own ability to be aware of yourself. We all have different values, beliefs, perceptions, ideas, personalities, thought processes, And we all have different ways of dealing with things. But I do know based on our levels of energy, our wellness, our health, and the way we think and talk to ourselves has huge bearing on the outcome being positive or negative. The more you can tap into your ability to love yourself by doing these beautiful rituals or the multitude of other rituals that I know are out there and available to us that don't cost a lot of time and money, the more you come home to you, the more you love yourself and you ride through those challenges and those problems and those concerns way more courageously than when you do when everything is stacking one upon the other. Please take care of yourself. As you listen to this, I want you to know that I'm right here beside you. And if you've ever felt alone or like you cannot handle what life is throwing at you, This is why I created the Self-Love and Wellness Mentorship Program. I'm there for you every Tuesday evening, Australian Eastern Standard Time. We have a beautiful group of amazing people all striving to become more self-aware, more self-conscious, and more in love with themselves. And I say this because in this world, in these times, there is nothing more challenging than the fear of what's happening or going to happen. The more we can come home to ourselves, the more we actually create a ripple effect, not only in our home and our families, but in our communities. Now, more than ever, we need to become more self-aware of our own thoughts and feelings, our own choices, our own beliefs on what is right for us, our future, and our planet's future. If you'd like to join me, just go to KimMorrison.com. And you will find all the things, the programs, the mentorship, the one-on-one coaching that I offer, all of the different things, because I know that there are many people out there needing support, guidance, and a way to come home to themselves. I pride myself on this work. I love presenting this to you. And if you or you know someone who is struggling then maybe that beautiful group called the Self-Love and Wellness Mentorship Program, which is incredibly kind and safe and wondrous and open and beautiful around the beautiful souls that are in there, then that may be your calling. And if not, I just want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for being a part of the Self-Love Podcast. I truly love bringing the quickies and the guests to you each and every week. And thanks to a lot of the feedback that I'm starting to get from all around the world. Just this week, I received an amazing podcast review from someone in America who openly shared and told me that it's thanks to this podcast that she has been able to come home to herself and find more strength to do the things that she wants to do for herself. It blows me away. I feel so touched, so humbled that I can have this impact by just recording a few little conversations like this. Thank you. Thank you for being part of my ride, my journey. And thank you for being a part of this incredible thing called life, where we together get to share the journey humbly and lovingly together. Here's what beautiful Jenna Gabriel said to me. I wanted to reach out to you and thank you from the absolute bottom of my heart. Your podcast has seen me through some very dark times. In the year 2020, I survived a miscarriage, cervical cancer, COVID infection, and I decided to get sober as well. Go big or go home, right? I listen to your podcast every chance I can. They've helped me to stay on track, to love myself, even though I went through so much in a 10 months of 2020. She goes on to tell me that you're so beautiful and I can just tell that everything you bring to the public is genuine, filled with love and care. Thank you from a loyal listener in the USA. She said she manages a veterinary hospital in Arizona and she tries to bring the message of self-love to all her staff members every day. She knows that her employees, mostly women, tend to put themselves on the back burner and start to be negligent towards themselves in the name of helping animals or others. She said her mission is to support healthy stress management, promote quality mental health and abundance in their lives. Her career as a vet has been one of the highest suicide rates, and she never wants to see her staff or anyone feel alone in their struggles. (laughs) She apologized to me for rambling on, but she just said she cannot thank me enough the beautiful podcast and positivity. I really hope that I can continue the positive ripple effect into your heart and hopefully into your community and your families. I really want to thank you for being part of the Self Love Podcast and this journey with me. It means the world to me to share this work. And again, I thank you wholeheartedly. Take care. All the best. And I look forward to seeing your comments and feedback on the Kim Morrison Training Facebook page, Kim Morrison and the Number 28 Instagram page, the wellnesscouch.com forward slash self-love podcast. And certainly my whole hearted thanks to the sponsors of the show, my beloved 28 Essentials. Take care now, and I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to the Self Love Podcast.